Hello, everyone, and welcome to Edge Talk Radio. My name is Angela Zabel. That's me. And I am here today with Susan Lucas. And we are going to be talking about the journey of spiritual enlightenment. She is a medium, author, artist, and so much more from Wisconsin. I can't wait for you to meet more of her and understand who she is and listen to her journey. There's so much great information here. So who am I? I have connected. My name is Angela Zabel. I have connected with Spirit my entire life, working with the team and the non-physical, sharing messages from a multitude of realms with people all around the world. I am a teacher, coach, medium, radio show host, writer, retreat host, gallery reader. I do speaking engagements and offer guidance, mediumship, and intuition with online private and group sessions, classes, and sharing knowledge with others, working with people throughout the world. You can find me on all the social media aspects. And the best way, check out my my, my website, angelazabel.com. And today, we are also here with Edge Talk Radio. Edge Magazine is the leading events and media resource dedicated to all aspects of holistic living, health, and wellness, and the mysteries beyond. Sharing information, wisdom, and resources. Committed and promoting businesses, organizations, and individuals who support our collective journey to wholeness and balance. And you can find out more about Edge Magazine at edgemagazine.net. And today we are here with Susan Lucas. She is an author, artist, intuitive, medium, and more. And Susan's objective is to channel messages that bring hope and healing. If you leave a reading feeling loved and you and bringing hope and healing, that is where she wants to be. Anytime you leave a reading loved, that is so much more that is, sorry about that, this is you understanding you are so much more than human. And that is something we're also going to be going into today on the journey of enlightenment, talking about how we're so much more than human. Susan has succeeded if she has done that for you. She offers connection to other lives to show continuality of the soul. Clients receive an attunement with their spiritual messages, and the messages from spirit can be blunt, as Susan doesn't interpret as some mediums do. She closes her eyes and always, always relies on what comes and trusts her guides to deliver what you need to hear. Always remember what comes, comes from a place of love. And that's something I think is so important for people to understand. This reading happens for you, not to hurt you. And messages from spirit come from a place of love and light. And Susan channels from a high level of spirit. So you can find out more about Susan. The best way is SusanLucas.com. She is also on Facebook, Instagram. She also has Susan Lucas Art. And you can find her also on Amazon with her books. She's on Twitter and Pinterest. So I can't wait for you to meet more and understand more about Susan. So Susan, I am so glad to have you on here. How did your journey of enlightenment start and what does it look like for other people? Well, I think I started in the same place where a lot of people started. I was kind of seeking things. I was unhappy in my marriage. And I just got, I had a friend who had committed suicide. And um, so I was just looking for a lot of answers. And I had a friend who was doing automatic writing. And I was very amazed with that. I'd never even heard it or heard of it before or seen it before. And so I went to learn more about that and I couldn't do it myself we'd sit and just try to write and nothing would come through at all 
But then eventually it did start coming through. And as a matter of fact, we had a fight one night. She was kind of upset with me because she used to help me with my art shows, which if you look, think about art shows are very hard to do. It's a lot of work. You got to set up the booth. You got to take it down. You got to move things around. And she would give up her whole weekend to be with me at these shows. And she was just getting tired of it. It was time for her to move on to other things. And um, so we had a disagreement about that. And I was just laying in bed thinking about it. And, and the messages started to come to me. So I started right that way. And, and that's something for people to remember that when they're at many, the, maybe at the lower points in their life, if they're just relaxing and I was just ready to go to sleep and the message just started coming and I got up and I started writing and I started reading a lot. I've been reading a lot of books before, um, before this all happened. So I was open to the spiritual journey and I was looking for something else. I started going to a spiritualist church with her. We, we went to that. She um, didn't really resonate with that. So she moved on to other churches and other religions, but I stuck with the spiritualist church for a long time. And uh, let's see, I, I took classes there for a while, and, um, and I learned a lot there, but I didn't stick with the spiritualist church either. I just decided to move on from there, too. But, but it's a good place to start for anybody who's looking and seeking. Um, some of the books I could recommend would be Dr. Brian Weiss uh, and Robert Schwartz are both two authors that I highly recommend for anybody on the spiritual path. And... Um, I, I just I was really drawn to it. It was like the door was thrown open and I rushed through it. I didn't even think twice about it. And the journey has has been bumpy at times, but it's definitely been worth it. I love what you said, you know, when you a lot of times and I've heard this from you and from others now is a lot of times we may be at our lowest point and it's like, I'm going to try something different. I'm just going to do something mm -hmm. different. And you're open to what's coming in. And sometimes I think we have, we, I don't know, <laughs> I've got a team I work with on the other side. And so they're just kind of saying, sometimes we're all a little stubborn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My guides remind me of that often. <laughs> so it's, it's knowing that sometimes we need sometimes a little bit more nudges to get going and yes. everyone's journey is going to be different. And I love how yes. the, you love the, I loved how you talked about the fact that you and your friend both kind of went, started on a little bit of the same journey and then kind of went on your own journeys. And I think that's something for people to realize you're not going to necessarily do this journey with Together. other people mm -hmm. and to be okay to do it on your own. And mm -hmm. as you went forward, did you find, and you had talked about, you started in the spiritual church, you started reading different books and then you, your journey just kept going. And I love the fact that you said, I went to the church, to that church where I did this journey for a while, but then I moved on to something else. Is that something you'd recommend for people not to be stuck in one spot and then to be fluid and open? Definitely. Because there's many opportunities for and many ways to find God. I mean, um, you could be a healer, you could be a medium, you could be a psychic, you can you know, that one of the things that comes through in readings a lot from the Akashic Records is that um, people are often called healers in readings, not necessarily the fact that they have that healing gift, but the fact that we're all psychic and we all have empathy and compassion for others. And sometimes you can be a healer just by sitting and holding someone's hand and listening to them. 
I love that because I think a lot of people look at healers. They think that like you would, you and I both do expos. We both do different things like that. And I think we, the people look at, if I'm going to be a healer, I have to be doing something like that versus with the people you interact with every day, you're healing so many people. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something I think as we continue to go on this talk with spiritual enlightenment, I think people are going to realize there's so much more to it. So many different levels than what you originally yes. anticipated. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned something you started out, you, you also did the art shows. Yes. So the art, how, how do you feel? And for me, I love listening to to artists and talking to artists of how do you feel when you're painting and, and, and bringing your, your creations to fruition and where does that inspiration come from um for a long time i didn't know where it came from but then of course it became more spiritual i realized that i have guides with me influencing me i'm a photographer first and then i would take them and create my digital art from my photographs so a lot of times i get an idea for an image and then i go out and look for the photographs or else i just have the photographs available so one of, the, one of the things I know that the guides have influenced me in is the fact that I use animals a lot in my, my most recent digital art. For instance, I've got a picture called Faith Over Fear, where I've got a picture of an elephant walking over a tightrope over a, like a lava pit. And um, I think that really emphasizes the fact that we all have our journeys that we have to go through for soul growth to battle our fears. And that's one thing that, that the guides say to me over and over again. And that's how you grow your soul is to let go of your fears. I love that. And I did check out your digital art. It is beautiful. So for those Thank out you. there, I think that is the Susan Lucas art uh, dash, Susan art. dash art.com. So definitely check it out. It is beautiful. I saw and I saw the elephant one you're talking about, and it is it is a very good representation of moving past fear. And that's something, I mean, I'm, there's still things where I'm I like, oh, should I do that or not? It's that little bit of fear in there. And it's like, oh, yeah, you need to let it go and you need to move forward. Have you found there's still areas where you're still working through and going through fear? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, relationships, money, friendships, um, and you know any aspect of life it goes like you said it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and once you forgive a a relationship that you might have lost like for instance my marriage there's there's still layers and layers and layers that you go through of forgiveness and blessing yourself and forgiving yourself and the relationship the person in the relationship so there's just layers and layers and layers and then I have a child that from the from the marriage and then you know forgiveness there is needed and so it just goes deeper and deeper and spreads out it's like you're standing in the center but you you think of yourself as like even like the center of a mandala and everything spreads out from there and um and it just grows and it's and it goes deeper and deeper like i said but i love that representation how you said with the mandala and everything is moving, but also the layers of love and forgiveness mm-hmm. <clears throat> to really forgive yourself for things that may have happened or things you may have felt you've done. I think that's so important for people because a lot of times, you know, the aspect of I made a mistake and you, you eat yourself up over it the whole time instead of just forgiving yourself and moving on. 
Have you found that that's a, a theme coming through with people you work with also? Yes, definitely. Uh, a lot of times when I do a reading for someone, it starts out with the Akashic Records and they talk about what's going on in the person's life currently. And then they'll go into a life, for instance, something that just came to me last week and was a, a woman was a maid and um, they wanted her to love herself more. And um, in this life in England, she was abused as a, the, like a scullery maid. She was like the mm -hmm. lowest of the low in the household, but she was very low on the totem pole and she was treated poorly and she, but she had a lot of loyalty for the family and she was never unkind or said anything unkind, gossiped about the family. She was very focused on the fact that she was grateful for this job. And then they, they transitioned and they talked about her current situation where a lot of these same people were in her current life and that they are still treating her like she's a lowly person. And it is up to her to find her worth and her self-confidence to stand up and say, well, hey, I, I need this, I want this. And to heal and forgive that life. And that really helped her because she'd gone through a few, she had a really hard life so far. And, you know, to... And I think that's something key for people to realize is, so you had talked about the Akashic Record. And for those people who don't know what the Akashic Record, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the Akashic Records it is the Akashic field, the Akashic Records, however you want to reference it, is um, not necessarily a place, but uh, energy is a good best way to describe it. Love that. Where everything that you think, do, all your different lives, existences are referenced in the Akashic Records. So it doesn't matter if you're human, you're an animal, you're uh, an object, you're an ET, it's all referenced in the Akashic, your Akashic Records, depending on what your soul has chosen for you. And it's important to understand, too, that before you were born, you, you plan a lot of these things that go on in your life before you incarnate. And you, then you're born and you don't remember anything that you planned. So this is part of your free will to choose your path, to try to remember that you are soul first, human second, and to evolve from that point and grow spiritually. A lot of people um, don't want to realize that there is this, that they are multidimensional. They think of themselves as just human. And they don't realize that there's so much more to them than just humanity, the humanness part of them. So, and I love how you brought that up with the multidimensionality and how the past lives affect us yes. in our life here. That energy, and I like, I love how you said it's it's the energy it carries forward. And I mm -hmm. think it's it's not like it may. I guess I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. It's the energy of the past life and the energy of the relationships that you're working through in this life and working to move past those situations, like you said, with her to find her self-worth. And to, I, I'm finding a lot, too, where it's like standing up for yourself and being okay with you love people and having and you had talked about empathy before having that empathy for other people. But that doesn't mean you let them take advantage of you. And I exactly. think that's in line. And exactly. that's, I think that's something so important for people to understand is that taking advantage. 
Well, a lot of times it's women who come to me for readings and it's, it's them that don't set boundaries for themselves and that their families take advantage. For instance, I did a woman, I read a woman this summer who um, the guides came through and said she had some heart condition and she wouldn't admit that she had this heart issue. She was feeling palpitations and she knew there was something wrong, but her husband had just gone into the hospital for his own health issues and they had these humongous hospital bills. So she didn't want to put a burden on the family by admitting that she had health issues to deal with also. But then, you know, if you pass from these issues, I mean, this is this is a love lesson for yourself to open, you know, the heart chakra blockage that she was feeling the heart issues is a, like a double double edged sword because it was it was uh, telling her that she needed to she had blockages in her heart chakra. Plus, the, the reading also came through and saying that they're getting so bad that you're getting health issues related to it. And you need to love yourself enough and deal with it and trust that this is the right path because you are worthy of receiving this health care, which you are denying yourself. That's, I think, so important for people to realize, because like you said, a lot of women will put themselves last, will take care of everybody else in the family, but then deny when they're having issues and not feeling like they need that that they're worthy of that same amount of health care or that same amount of just compassion for themselves that they're giving everyone else. And like you said, the alternative is you won't be here to help them at all. <laughs> yeah, they. a lot of them say, well, they're giving of love. They're giving unconditional love, but they're forgetting the fact that they have to love themselves first. And part of the things that they're showing their family is, to set these boundaries, to love themselves first, to take some time to enjoy their own passions and pursue things outside of the family. And to, you know, cause you, a lot of women are working a job, full-time job, then they come home, they have to take care of the family, keep the house clean, cook the meals, buy the groceries, childcare. And it's just a lot to, to put on women most, most of the times these days. And, yeah. um, I like how you said that it is it is a lot and and for people to realize it is a lot and they do need a break because so many people like if I they just keep saying I need to keep going I need to keep going I need yeah. to keep doing it you're pushing but, yourself and you're eventually going to burn out and that's the point right there you're going to burn out you have to stop you have to take time you have to set those boundaries like you had said the boundaries are so important and for people so so some people, I'm just keep hearing in my head, maybe we should talk a little bit about boundaries. What would you consider a boundary for people that would be a healthy boundary? Um, well, if you don't feel good, don't tell people that you feel okay. I mean, speak your truth because if you don't speak your truth, then you get heart, heart chakra blockage and throat chakra blockages. I'm also a Reiki master. So I understand about blockages and the flow of energy through your chakras, which are energy centers of the body, if anybody doesn't know that. So there are seven main centers. And um, to set a boundary would mean to love yourself enough to say, I'm tired, I need to rest. Please go talk to somebody else about your issue, but maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. 
instead of today. You're still being compassionate and listening to people and trying to help them, but you are also loving yourself first. Uh, and that's yeah, something I think, thing to think about was with me with me doing art shows is um, um, I would leave my daughter with my husband while I go to off to art shows. I really felt drawn. I really wanted to show my art and and do that. So I had to set boundaries there where you know they couldn't come along to the art shows because they were uncomfortable and I didn't even understand energy really at the time, but their energy was really down about coming to art shows. So I said, stay home. I set a boundary right there and I was much better to do art shows without them. You know, and that's something I think people don't realize is sometimes that means telling people that you love to say, I'm going to do this on my own. I love you. And we will spend our time there, but this is yes. my time. And honestly, I mean, we, there's a lot of people that have had kids or just people in your family where they really don't want to be there when an event or something is going on. So give them the okay to not be there if it's yes. that much of a detriment to a lot of people there. Yes. <laughs> and as you as you decided to go forward and do your art and do your photography and you also then you you did you said before you didn't start out understanding energy. At what point did that kind of change for you? At what point did that start moving differently? Oh gee, um I think going to the church helped a lot because I started to understand that everything is energy. Um, when I wrote my first book, Naturally She's Dreaming, I started to realize that energy was all around us. And it was. I started trying to represent that in my art because um, I wanted people to understand that everything is energy. And um, that came through a lot. Uh, and then I started reading a lot, like the Robert Schwartz book was is pretty much all about energy and how spirit is all around us all the time and helping us. And so many times that when we think we failed at something that is really uh, a success from spirit's point of view and understand that energy is something that all of us have in our lives all the time and we are never alone. And that if we do feel that we failed at something that that if we just keep going, we're going to see the positive in the situation. And that's something that the guides bring to me a lot is that there is never a, when you think you failed, you've actually succeeded because you were willing to try. And I love that, that energy <laughs> comes in through everything that you do and pushes you forward. So if you can see the fa failure as a positive in some way, then you've also succeeded from your human point of view. And this is what spirit wants us to do, wants us to achieve. And I like that where you said, we're never, we're not a failure. We're trying something and it's trying that's so important. It's putting yourself out there because even when a lot of people think they failed at something, even later on, they'll go, oh, I learned this from it. I yes. learned that from it. There's, yes. a, there's something to be learned out of everything you do. And that's so important for people to realize and to have compassion for yourself. I love what you said. I'm not a failure. I tried. Have compassion for yourself. Like that was yes. my path to learn that. Something mm -hmm. was there to learn. So as you started on that journey and you started having more compassion for yourself and 
and learning and so my team is bringing something up real quick when we talk about multidimensionality and energy. They want you to know, just like when someone's standing behind you and you can't see them, but you mm-hmm. can feel them looking mm-hmm. at you. That's mm-hmm. and that's part of our multidimensionality. We're all yes. connected. We are mm-hmm. all connected. And as you continue to go forward and you started doing messages for people, when did that happen and how did the messages start for people? Uh, the Akashic Records um, started, let's see, well, I started writing the book, the uh, the novel in 2014. And I started doing psychic fairs in 2018 when I published that first novel, my my novel. And so um, what is the name of your novel again? So people can Abiding it? Flame. It's Abiding a Flame. novel that's channeled. So with the publishing of the novel, I felt confident in my ability to start doing readings for people. And it was, again, pushing myself to get out there because, you know, I have to trust the guides, the messages that are coming through. And I haven't been doing this for that long. I I think I, I could say that I started writing in 2012. And then six years later, I was willing to do messages for people. And to realize that through this whole progression that the guides have changed and I've gone to a higher dimension dimensions with my guides and um, to just trust the the journey. And a lot of times it was me just, Oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I can't do this anymore. Like when I started channeling, I, I, uh, I channeled the pod. I, I started a podcast because they were pushing me to do a podcast. And, um, and I was really nervous and afraid of doing that, but I did it. But then I later learned that my lower energy because of my fear of doing the podcast was something that held the podcast back, that the, the energy that was coming in was really the well, high vibrational energy. And in fact, um, that guide is still with me today. And um, so I just keep pushing through. I mean, that's important. That's the main thing I think I want to emphasize to people is that you just gotta gotta get over your fears let it go. And one of the things that comes through in the book Abiding Flame, I was just looking at it this morning, um, in spirit, in one of the chapters, the, the characters says that this man in the book was a teacher when he was at home. I don't know if this is getting too confusing, but one of the things he said was, the unenlightened are mostly frightened. And it's like, if I was going to have a tattoo, that would be it. <laughs> because that's because that is like how I've been trying to live my life I love that pushing forward and trying different things I think that's a perfect saying and for people so the the unabiding flame is can you just talk a little bit about what that covers what I know it's a like a it's it's a channel book fiction but it's got spiritual truth in it and that's the best way to to describe it it's a book about love and the man, the main character of the story, Phil Nash, um, is a very strong clairvoyant, and he doesn't accept that he's he's got this gift. He he just pushes it away. He denies it. He thinks he's crazy, <clears throat> and eventually his negativity affects his whole life. He's in a marriage. The marriage starts to go bad. He's injured. Uh, eventually, he commits suicide. But then he meets a spirit guide 
who takes him on a journey of six of his past lives. And Spirit has told me that some of those lives are actually my past lives. So that was kind of cool. Interesting. And, um, first, first life he experienced was um, unconditional love, where it's a story of a, a family in a Mayan culture where the daughter's heart is ripped out and she's sacrificed to the corn god. I think that's what it was, the corn god. They had a lot of different gods back then. Right. And then the next life was the Tico life where he's uh, becomes an addict because he's just so torn up about losing his lover, his wife. She dies in childbirth. Then the next life is um, a, a, hus a brother and sister who meet Yeshua and he heals them of his blindness and they become followers of Yeshua. And then the Mara life, which is one of my lives, is a gypsy fortune teller. And I meet Vlad the Impaler. And that's not actually how I die in, in that existence. But they, they gave the story a little extra action to it, where she does <laughs> like die on the, on the you know, horrible death. And then the next life is during the Revolutionary War, where two lovers come together. And um, he's he wants to be the revolutionary soldier for the United States. And not the United States yet, but they're fighting the British. And she wants to hold on to him and and hold on way too tightly. And um, eventually he's, he dies. And then the next life is unconditional love where um, two gay men in New Orleans where it's illegal to be gay. Um, and black so it's a black and white relationship and um so the, the the black person is killed in that life and it's all about love and helping people understand that if somebody dies that that love goes on with them and transcends all time and space because love is the energy of the universe that's one of the things they say in the book over and over again yeah. I love that. I love that part where you said, you know, love is the overriding energy. That is everything mm -hmm. that's there. And I think that's something for people to realize. And that's what I believe. And this is just my opinion. I believe that we're working towards is realizing how much love runs this world and our universe and how much we can contribute to that in a way that helps everyone. You know, it's easy to focus like in those lives on the nastiness of what has happened to those people in that book. But it's all about rising above and seeing yourself as a loving person first and or a soul first, human second, and, and the soul growth that he experiences because of those existences. And to help, the, that's the main focus of the book is to help people understand that they're multidimensional and, and love goes with you. For, through all of your lives, a lot of the same characters, the soulmates go through, go with you through all your existences. And that to understand that your soulmate relationships, though they may be rough and rocky at times, it's mostly because you have to love yourselves enough to heal yourselves and forgive yourselves, because that's what love is all about, is forgiveness. And to... I was going to say... I think that's the biggest thing is people to to see that everything does continue and you need to forgive yourself as you move mm -hmm. forward. And when you said, you know, your soulmates, you come in with people and my team is just saying, when you 
see people or you meet people and it feels like you've known them your whole life. Yes. You realize they're coming in to play another role with you. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Well, the other thing I just picked up from, I was rereading the Robert Schwartz book and I was, and I forgot, forgotten a lot that I'd read in that book. But one of the things that they said last night that I wrote down was, um, some of the soulmates that you have are there to not hurt you, but to enlighten you and help you to forgive. So that the more difficult relationships you have in your life are actually people who love you the most when you're in spirit together. And that's important to remember that when they chose, they you have soul plans with them and you choose to be with these people so that they can hurt you but then you can find the positive in the situation and find, try to find the forgiveness for yourself first and then for what has happened with this other, with this soulmate relationship. And that is the way to forgive it and release it so that you can go on and, and experience other things. I love how you, it, it's that you, and I, I feel for myself different uh, aspects and things and situations that have happened. Sometimes the ones that felt the worst were actually the most that had the most growth, personal growth, spiritual mm-hmm. growth in myself. Mm-hmm. And for people to look at that and be, like you said, look at it as a positive, not a negative. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. very important for people to know. And there was something mm-hmm. you mentioned in there earlier is you're, you had talked about guides. You're, so a channeled book is where you're channeling information from those on, from those on the other side. And yes. you had mentioned you had guides that came in, but they have been changing over time. So mm-hmm. a lot of people look at guides are just you have one guide or two guides and you have them your whole life. So what is your experience with guides and how does that work for you? What are they doing now? Oh, I can't remember. Them all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started I out with Rami. He was actually my brother in my fir- that first life that I referenced in my book. And I was actually Ga in that life, if anybody's read the book, um, not not Ixanix, which is the full, she was the main character in the book. But um, Rami came through first, and I, was, and I was just using a pendulum, and I was writing in, in, my, in my journal every day. And so my guides want me to emphasize the fact that I um, need to mention that I am a disciplined student, and I pray and meditate and do healing on myself every day. And I was never meant to be so advanced, but with daily practice and practice and discipline, I opened the door to spirit. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. But with the, okay. with the guides, um, trying to remember all of them. I can't remember all of them. I'm, my main guide right now is Andreas, who is the entity from the Akashic Records that I channel. And then Alice is um, a man. A-L-Y-S-S is the way he spelled it for me. It's not Alice as a girl, as a woman's name. But he comes in as my evidential guide and my my, um, sacred mandala oracle card guide. But then I've also had healing guides that I worked with for a long time. There's a guy called Teddy who came in as my healing guide for a long time. And we would sit in a circle. I would sit in the center of the circle and I could just feel the energy flowing from all these guides and to me. And we just did that for a couple of times for maybe several months. And before that, there was um, Balthazar and then there was um, 
um, a black man who came in for a while. I can't remember his name, um, but he was a he was a guy that would come through and, and talk to me and journal with me. But you know, I'm, they're all there. And then I've got other guides. I've got a guy named Rachel who told me about a life where I was beaten to death as a black slave, and my name was Sally in that life, and she's still around me a lot. And then I had another friend who's a medium told me about Tommy. He's a little boy in another life where I was uh, married to a um, financial person living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. And he's around me a lot and he calls me mommy and he likes to sit at my feet. And uh, he actually was in my life. He ran out into the street and was hit by a car and killed. And he's a guide. And I saw another guy i got another guide who's, um, I kind of opened the door when you, when you said that. i got another guide who's my protection guide, and he comes through as a sea captain. And I actually found a picture of him, or a, a little wooden sculpture of him at an at a antique store that I had to buy. He's in a yellow coat with the sea captain hat on. And um, I was actually a sea captain at one time, and we were best friends. So he comes in as my protection guide. Nice. And... As far as book guides and art guides, I haven't really met them, but I feel their influence. I'm open to their influence and their assistance. And um, so, yeah, I've worked with a lot of guides. And I think everybody that's, has that available to them. And I think that's that's the, so important to realize there are a multitude of guides out there. It's not just like one or two, and how right. each one has a a lot of times each one has a specialty that they work with, mm -hmm. with you and yes. I think that to let people know. And, and if you're looking for something, my guys are just saying, if you're looking for something or something you want to learn or something you're looking at, looking into to ask for a guide, who's a specialist yes. in that area, because yes. they're all available. <laughs> That's one of the things that comes through in readings a lot too, is people aren't talking to their guides. They don't know they can talk to their guides, but this is, going to help you to focus your intents, intentions, intent, and to just say, yeah, I really would like to start working on saving for this trip, and uh, I need help saving money, and a guide would come in to help you save money, and not because you're afraid that you don't have enough money, but because you want to do this special thing, or you want to become a singer, and you want, you know, a, a guide who used to be a singer to come in and help you. And a lot of times um, I'm learning this too, is, is that we live our different lives with different passions. For instance, I've been an artist in other lives 10 different times. And I asked them about you as a medium. They said, you've been a medium 12 different times. I don't know if you've spoken to your guides about that, but they said, you've been a seer, a witch, a, a, um, let's see what the other what the words they used to describe. Yeah, a seer, a witch, a healer, medium, many different names for what you did. Your soul wishes to pursue service to humanity. Well, thank you for that. You know, I did. I never asked that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I thought you'd want to know that. From Absolutely. The records from I love that. I, I knew I've done a lot of different things before. I just, mm -hmm. I just, I never took the time to figure out what they were. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You just got, I, I ran into a man this weekend. He came, came by my booth and he was talking to me about art and he said he was an artist and he 
he was dabbling in the Akashic records and he was asking me where I'd been certified. And, and I said, whenever anybody asks me that, I say, I haven't been certified. My guides just said to me one day, why don't you get a book on how to do the Akashic records? And I read a book on it and used the prayer and I went right in and they're like, oh, okay. And uh, so it was meant to be. And he was talking to me about how he'd been an artist in six of his lives. He was currently an artist. And that got me to thinking, well, how often have I been there? I know I've been an artist in many of my lives. So that's how I got the number 10 for my guys. But then he came by and he said, he, he said that he asked how often has Picasso been an artist in his lives? And he heard 20 times. Wow. So you think of the, the most popular people you know, in our lives, like the, the best singers, they've probably been singers in many of their lives to understand this is another thing that helps people to understand themselves from another point of view, a multidimensional point of view, to understand too that if you're not a fail, you're not a success in your life at what you want to be, you want to be more popular or whatever, that you're just starting out doing these things. And that, you know, if this is something you really want to pursue, you will achieve success if you keep doing it in your other lives. And that is first, you don't succeed, try, try again. That's the whole purpose of reincarnation. I love that. And I love the fact that when you have something you're good at, kind of think, where did that come from? You probably yes. did before. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like like you've been a medium for 12 times. That's yeah, that's I love the so fact you've had that, a lot of experience touching and, and the that, spiritual. And that's the thing to realize you've if you've done it before. So I love that, you know, you had said I did the 12 times before. I never asked how many times, but I ask like, I always ask like, okay, I've done this before. What else do I know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's always fun to see what there is there for you and what is available. And there's, there's something my guys are bringing up. You had said, you've been teaching the Akashic, you do the Akashic records, but you don't have the certification. And they're mm -hmm. saying, if you've done so many of these things before, why do you need a certificate now? You need to trust who you are. And I think that's something important for people. You don't always need the certificate mm -hmm. to know what you're good at. Actually, I my guides wanted me to mention that this is only the second life in which I've been a, a spiritual person. There's the Mara life that's in my book. And then this life. But the fact that I am disciplined, I work with it every day, do prayers, meditations, I walk the spiritual path, I try to be enlightening to myself and others. This is what has helped me to um, develop my Akashic Records connection. And evidential is just something that came in last year with, with my, my guide. And I worked every day on that with my guide where I actually um, open up and he would bring in um, people from my high school. Um, the first person I brought in from my high school was a man who wanted healing and he committed suicide in high school. And um, so he came in and after him, a lot of other people from high school started coming in, family members who have passed. My ex-husband who um, passed over two years ago, he comes in with many messages. So this is all part of the evidential that I developed and um, to trust that I really had this connection and that uh, eventually um, as I worked with it, Alice is my now my control. 
So I see when I do evidential, I see Alice come in and sit down in a chair and then the soul who wants to speak through him comes and puts his hands on Alice's shoulders and mm -hmm. speaks through him. So I know a lot of mediums use controls to help them project, um, to talk to, to their clients about who's coming in. I love that, how, how you have him where they will come in and put their hand on his shoulder and everyone works so differently. And for me, it's mm -hmm. always fun to see how people work and how they, how they connect with the other side. And mm -hmm. that's one thing my team is saying to remember, everyone connects differently. Everyone yes. connects in their own unique way. Yes. Don't compare yourself to someone yes. else. Do it yes. your way. What's comfortable. What works for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is what works for you. And mm -hmm. that's something so key. So many people compare themselves. And, you know, if I have the certificate, everyone works the same way. They don't. Everyone works mm -hmm. completely different, mm -hmm. as they should, because you're going to connect and get different information for each person you're working with. And then you had talked earlier, too, about the guide. So you have a new guide that come that came in, and you have uh, the talk called Miracles happen every day. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about that and how that has evolved? Well, actually, um, Andreas gave me something to read that I would like to read about that. Because you'd asked if I would channel something and he said no. But this is why. Yes, my dear, I am here and I would like to deliver a message, but not a channeling. This is reserved for those in person and I provide an attunement to them. Your gifts are that you are open to the possibilities. You are a miracle, as are the, all who come into the human experience. My main message for any souls listening to this podcast is just love yourself. Imagine you are looking at yourself from, a high, from high above. See yourself in your mind's eye. What are you doing? Does it make you happy? Trust that whatever comes to you is for the growth of your soul. These are things that your soul mostly chose for you before birth. Take that into your heart, my dears, and try to see the love in the situation. Believe that you are in this life for a purpose. Believe that love surrounds you every day, just like the air you breathe. Believe that you are a divine gift to the world. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And thank them for that. That is, mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And I always ask people that do channel if they want to channel live or not. It's totally up to them. And I love that. And everyone does things differently. And I love how they did this with the writing. Did you do this with an was an automatic writing type thing, or is something that was that you have, or something they showed you in a book? I the the channeling, mm -hmm. the channeling. I journal every day, so I'm clairaudient first, and so this came in, and the clairsentience also comes in too, because when I'm couple of times when I've been delivering messages, the energy just comes in so powerfully that I start to cry. And um, so I, I've tried to control that, but I haven't been able to work that one out yet. But then the clairvoyance was added. And I see visions like, you know, for, for a long time, I see Alice coming in, but I didn't know it was Alice until he told me. And, um, and I haven't really, I've heard had some Claire Augustans, but not a lot. And um, so it's, it's just, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of things still available to me that I'm going to continue to work on it. There's so much depth to it. And I don't know how this is going to affect my other lives. I, I assume that it's helping them to be more 
in tune with their psychic ability too and to to be open to love that's that's my hope anyways so yeah. whatever i'm doing in this life i know is affecting my other existences because of my multi-dimensionality and um and just keep going absolutely i've got to say it was a beautiful message about love and about us and mm -hmm. I hope people take the time to even go back and re-listen to that message because it was very powerful for so many people to hear that message and the resonance will be felt by many from Good. that feeling. Good. Glad to hear that. So it is it is very beautiful to hear. And for them to take I always it's for me it's always an honor for them to take the time to work with us to to share those messages with others. And I think it's all so important for everyone out there to realize some of those messages will come through very powerful. And you had said some of those make you cry. They do the same for me. Mm -hmm. It it just, they're so overwhelming. Not in yeah. a bad way. In a no, it's not way. a bad bad cry. It's a it's a beautiful cry. The emotion is just so powerful. The, the feelings that you, you can't turn away and say, oh, whatever. There's no way you can do that. It's it's very, very much um, potent. It's potent. I guess that's the best word. I like that, and it is. It is. It's potent. It's it's that feeling of, I don't know. For, I for me, it feels like just an overwhelming feeling of just love and just mm -hmm. being surrounded by love. It's like mm -hmm. seeing someone you haven't seen in years and years, and it's just mm -hmm. that connection all over again. And mm -hmm. it, it's just that that love out there, and for people not to be frightened when that happens because mm -hmm. i think some people when if that when that first happens you're like what's going on what's wrong with me yeah. you know what's going on yeah. <laughs> and to to know this is just it's part of you making a really good connection to the other side yes. really really feeling them from the other side and yes. for me i encourage people to do it <laughs> and, you know you're really connected I mean, look look at it that way it's all a positive absolutely and it's it's that positive knowing that that feeling of things are going to be okay and I think that's something too for people to realize when they're working with the other side you you really start understanding your multi-dimensionality we don't ever die we we always exactly. continue our souls mm -hmm. always continuing mm -hmm. and it takes that fear what was your thing fear um you uh with the, the unenlightened are mostly frightened is that what you meant yeah. yes i like that the unenlightened are mostly frightened and the more enlightened you become mm -hmm. the less That's fearful you are exactly so i and love you have that. to go through a lot of bumps in the road to get to that point though it's not like you can click your fingers and go okay i'm not gonna be fearful today i mean that's a nice thought but <laughs> 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 but it's reality. It's that working through everything, moving yourself to that next level. And that's something when you're working through this, and and I guess some people look at when you start getting the enlightened, you don't have any bumps in the road. Everything is smooth. There's like daisies going on and everything's smooth. <laughs> what, would you, what would you say to them? <laughs> I would say that it's important to note that I've fallen down many times. And for, sometimes I quit for a while. Like I, I did a podcast of just my channeling for a while before the pandemic. And I, like I said before, I just, the, they they said today that the reason that didn't go well was because of my fear. 
But then they brought it back to me just this year that the, this, you know, February that they wanted me to start this again. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> and and uh, so from there, um, I got the title for the, the talk and I met Andreas. He came in briefly to talk to me about it. But then he wasn't around that much. But then, you know, later he started coming in more. And lately, like a month ago, I was told he's going to be my main guide going forward. So I know I'm dealing with high level um, guides and everything that I go through. I have to keep trying to remember that this is all something doesn't go right. I just have to keep remembering that it happens for a reason. There are no accidents. And to just keep trusting myself to to do these things. I mean, so I'm on a path that I wasn't supposed to be on in this existence. So that tells us that it's all fluid and flexible, but we all have birth plans before we come in, but those birth plans might not necessarily be realized. And I'm not sure where you go from there. You just keep going on and see where it leads you and believe that everything is for your best and highest good. And um, to forgive yourself when you think you've fallen and failed, but um, there's no shame or embarrassment in this from spirit. In fact, they encourage us to fall down and fail. Any judgments that are, are coming from humans who might see themselves as unworthy or who don't understand what is going on and why they had to go through a certain situation. And so that sounds like again, loving yourself first before you go on you know, with all these different projects that spirit may bring to you. I think that's important for people to realize to just keep trying, keep putting yourself out there and mm -hmm. you're going to be on paths that are going to be unfamiliar. And they want to, my guides are saying, they want to go back to something you said, how sometimes we come in with a birth plan. It doesn't mean we have to follow. It doesn't mean everything is set in stone. That birth plan is an idea and we can change and adjust as we go. It's there sometimes as a, a blueprint to follow, but yes. not to create the exact blueprint you mm -hmm. set out to do. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that before birth, they choose their parents, they choose their sex, they choose where they're going to live. Like, you know, we're in the United States instead of Afghanistan or Turkey, where they've had all those earthquakes, because we have things to do here that, you know, those people in Afghanistan or Turkey chose to be where they are for whatever their purposes are. We don't know their purposes. We don't know why they have to experience what they've gone through recently. But to know also the ascension is happening at this time, that COVID is part of that and um, all the weather and earthquakes and all the things that are going on right now, that's all part of the ascension. And to understand that there are no accidents. And so each time something happens that we feel is negative is actually a positive because it is part of the ascension. And that's one of the things I wanted to emphasize before. It looks like we're almost out of time. We but, can go uh, a little bit oh, over okay. too. So, but that's, that's one thing I think people have to realize we're here in our specific areas for a reason. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I think COVID was something that really helped our ascension and mm -hmm. it has been it's actually been such a blessing to so many people in so many ways if you look at it in a different perspective well and, there are a lot of different perspectives you could either have received covid known someone who suffered from it been in the hospital as a caregiver someone who's 
going through long COVID right now and, and you're a caregiver for somebody like that. And there's just, all, you know, government official had to shut down schools and government and businesses and it, it, the, the repercussions, the, the, re, the karma of a situation like that is to understand that this is all the balance energy. That's what karma is. It's a balancing of energy. It's not a punishment or a way to hurt people. And a lot of people see COVID as <clears throat> a karmic reckoning as a negative, and it's actually a balancing of energy. And that's a really deep subject. I don't think we could go into right now, but. Yeah, it would take a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's so true. And the thing is, because of that, we're here. So many people are seeing and hearing us with different podcasts uh, over the YouTube where people mm -hmm. didn't find and discover things like that before or mm -hmm. didn't take as much time before. It's brought so many people together in yes. ways that could never have been imagined before. Exactly. Yeah. Even, and that's what they, even older people, grandparents started figuring out how to do Zoom because they wanted to see their grandkids and that was a way for to keep the connection. So it has been such a positive in so many ways and and knowing it's our it's our spiritual growth. It's part mm -hmm. of our ascension and it's to look at it that way and to look at everything that's going to be coming coming forward mm -hmm. to look at it the same way. What are we learning? What are we understanding more about ourselves and mm -hmm. how is it helping ourselves and balancing and shifting that energy. And when you're working with people, people have talked about, is it when you do readings for people, is it sometimes hard for people to hear the information you're giving yes. them? Yes, definitely. Uh, a lot of times it's just like, you know, I open my eyes and look at them and say, do you have any questions for the Akashic Records? And they're like deer in the headlights kind of look it's like, wow. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of them, information. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, they have no idea. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's just beautiful energy coming to them to try to help them, and hopefully, it helps people to make adjustments in their lives. A lot of times, it comes through and say that you need to make some changes in your life, but don't make them um, really fast or abrupt. Just yeah. adjust within yourself first, and then gradually make the changes that you need to in your life to help you to achieve your goals. And a lot of times they'll talk about your, what your sole purpose was, especially if it's related to um, what they still want to do, their soul still wants them to achieve. And uh, for instance, my ex-husband left because he didn't achieve any of those things he had planned for himself in this life. And um, so you, you just don't know what's what's coming and you don't know where, where you're going with your life. You just have to go with the flow every day. Understand that, like I said, there are no accidents and your life is yours. Your thoughts create your life. Thoughts are things. So just try to stay positive. Try to be loving to other people, even, even when they're nasty to you. You try to reach out a hand uh, and, and be kind to them. And um, just keep going. I think that's important for people when people are nasty to you. It doesn't mean it's it's setting boundaries what you allow people to say and how they do things, but it's not to take it on personally. It's not to hate someone for the rest of your life. It's more of they're on their journey. Go your yes. way. Let, let it go. I think let mm -hmm. it go has been a 
a big theme for myself yeah. for a while now. The Beatles <laughs> song starts playing in my head. <laughs> Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I love that. So you have your you have the talk. Um, miracles happen every day. Is that something? What it's about what the you, ascension? Okay, and what are you much. doing with that? Is that something you're you're channeling for people? Are you writing about it, or how is? I've I've been meeting with groups at psychic fairs for right now, and I don't know if they want me to do a podcast again. That's something that they haven't talked to me about. I'm not sure uh, about it's, the future of it, but for right now, I'm sitting with groups at psychic fairs. I sat with a couple of groups. Um, I was just down in Naperville where I, I did a, a group. So it starts out with a, a prayer. I open with a prayer. And then I, I bring in through, uh, bring through Andreas. And, and then I do a meditation with them on what is a miracle. So they can understand that they can create their own miracles in their lives and what a miracle is. I also have a miracle um, oracle card that I would like to read the before we are over. The miracle um section i don't have the card with me but um in the book miracles happen every day they do not stop with the bible they are often viewed as a singular magnificent occurrence but in fact they happen as needed the magnitude of the miracle can vary from the parting of the red sea to the birth of a child to the air you breathe yes your life is a miracle many don't see their lives as miracles but this is why this card is included in the deck Einstein said it well when he said, there are only two ways to look at life. One is as though everything, nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. This card comes to you today to ask you to look at the miracles in your life. Start by realizing you woke up this morning and go from there. Miracles come to you more often when you change your attitude, for you will see your life from a new perspective. The difference between a miracle and a blessing is a sudden change created by divine intervention. A blessing is what comes to you for being human. It is your natural state. It is up to you to see it that way. The sacred mandala miracle oracle card is in green to represent the heart chakra, where love is the primary force. It comes in starburst of intense reds and with arrows pointing outward, surrounding the joyous yellow center with arrows pointing inward towards God. Be open to receive your miracles as divine forces of grace in your life. And that after every um, booklet entry, there's affirmation. I am a miracle. I love that. And that is within, in your mandala card deck? Yeah, or that's my card mandala deck? cards. But that's also referenced in my channeling. I just wanted to have, help you, your audience know a little bit about all the offerings that I do. And just to understand this all comprehensive package with the Akashic Records, evidential messages which which brings through loved ones and with the oracle cards that's where reading is i love that and it is and thank you for sharing that it is beautiful and for the other channel earlier the one that you wrote that that you had wrote down and channeled mm -hmm. so beautiful the, all the information and for people i just want to encourage you you offer such a wide variety you call it the let me see the enlightenment comprehensive package to enlightenment and i love it encompasses so many different things because all of us are so unique all so different so many different parts of us we're not yes. one thing or another i think that's so important for to, for people to realize 
it's not necessarily one aspect of healing, of understanding, of learning, mm -hmm. but a multitude as we are multidimensional. Yes. So is our healing. So is our enlightenment. So is our mm -hmm. understanding. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that you offer so many different things for people. And how do people reach you? And how do you do your sessions? Can you, Are they strictly in person or do you also do them in other ways? I do it through the phone and through Zoom also and at Psychic Fairs. And my, my calendar is on my SusanLucas.com website. Um, and the Oracle cards are just to help extend what is coming to you in a, in a reading. So if you're having a bad day, pull a card, do, yourself, do a reading for yourself to help you to focus your life and your intentions, to remember your goals, and to help you with uh, shadow work. And so uh, first I designed the cards for myself, but then I went to um, realize that these are really for other people too. And, um, you know, there are a lot of Oracle card decks out there and tarot card decks, but uh, I think mine is a little bit different because of the reincarnation aspect and the shadow work. And of course, I'm very partial to it. <laughs> As and, you should uh, be. <laughs> just you know, everything else too. It's it's just part of my growth that I wanted to share with people because as I grow. I want to share with other people to help them grow. And it's just to be part of helping to serve humanity. Yeah, right then that <laughs> that came through really strong from the guides that you know I was talking about that energy coming in and and that really that really. Um, was important for me to say that I do these things to serve myself first, but then to serve others. Absolutely. And the thing is too, to realize, and, and I always tell people when I'm doing a lot of like different readings, doing the galleries, things like that, mm -hmm. I will say I'm the crier because that, that, that emotion comes through mm -hmm. and it's just so strong and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we've been taught to hide that beautiful reaction to the energy that's there. I think it's time to show it a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And so as you continue to go forward, you are continuing to do, you offer the different packages, you do Akashic readings, you have your book, photography, and there's so many for people I always look at artwork and I'm always, I always love the people who do the artwork and the different aspects, those, that creativity and seeing what they bring through and how beautiful those messages come through to people in a way of seeing it. Because so many people here in our world are very visual. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful way for it to be seen, but through artwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why I do it. One of the reasons I do it. Because it helps me to remember, too, because a lot of times there's so much to remember. And just hang, I've got the pictures on my wall in my apartment. And every day I look at thoughts or things or faith over fear or I'm so pretty and and uh, all the other things that I've got around that I've created over the years. And cause I've been creating for a long time. But just to remember that everything is part of energy. Everything is created out of love. Everything is beautiful, even if it feels like a failure at the time, because I've had a lot of things that just don't sell. But it's all beautiful to me, and it's all 
that's all part of me. And I always say there's a, there's a certain energy everything holds. And when it's the time, it'll find where it needs to go. Yep. And it's 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 amazing to see where things end up and how things move and, mm-hmm. and the synchronicities that are around us and the people we meet. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things I am so happy doing this, all the people I've met and hearing their stories and hearing who they are and some of their journey, I think is so important for people to realize everyone's journey is different and unique. Yeah, there's a good, there's a commonality of having that self love for yourself as you move through this journey, mm-hmm. and and really celebrating who you are and stepping into who you are more and more every mm-hmm. single day. It's a every journey. Every single day, yes. It's a journey of love, self love, mm-hmm. and love of everything around us. And yeah. I'm so happy to have you on. So I was looking through some of your information, and it looks like you're going to be pretty busy coming up here. Um, trying to think, I believe this will come out before all this does. So you will be in uh, October 19th, Eclectic Avenue in Port Washington, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, October 21st, Rooted Holistic Fair in Waukesha. I'll be there too, so I get to see you. I can't wait. <laughs> October 28th, the Clarion Hotel in Baraboo. November 5th, the Holistic Fair in uh, Chicago, the Hilton uh, Northbrook. November 11th in UW Oshkosh. And these are in Wisconsin, except for the Northbrook, which is in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Wellness, Body, Mind, Spirit, Holiday and Riverfront, Milwaukee. And you do one-on-one mentoring for the developing medium. You also take do that with people. Mm-hmm. The, and you have the Abiding Flame, the Channeled Spiritual Novel, the Sacred Mandala Oracle Card Deck, and you do the Akashic Records Evidential and Oracle Card Readings, and there's so much more. And I really encourage you, for all you out there, to go check out her website, SusanLucas.com. It's S-U-S-A-N-L-U-K-A-S.com. And also you can check her out on Facebook as Lucas Lightworker. Instagram, Lucas Lucas Lightworker, and then the Susan Susan Lucas art.com. There's a lot of great artwork on there. And also her books, you can check those out on Amazon. She's also on Twitter and Pinterest. So make sure to check out her information. And I just want to thank you once again. Thank you so much for being here, Susan. I appreciate you and all of your time you've been and the information you're sharing with people. Thank you, Angela. It was a pleasure. Awesome. And I hope all of you make sure to check out SusanLucas.com, check out all of her information. Thank you so much, Susan, for sharing all of your time and information and knowledge. And for all of you out there, make sure to watch the next episode of Edge Talk Radio, the first and third Tuesdays of the month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you miss any of the episodes, no worries. You can listen to them as a downloadable podcast, or you can watch the interviews on my YouTube channel the following day. So they're all up there. And definitely take the time to check out Susan's information. And with that, Thank you all for listening, expanding, and amplifying our universe together. Thank you all.